The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Sometimes called the Silent God, Vidar was the Norse god of vengeance and the second strongest god in all of Norse mythology, second only to Thor, as is stated in his entry in the Prozetta. One is called Vidar, he is the Silent God. He is a thick shoe and is nearly as strong as Thor. The gods rely on him in all difficulties. To be clear, strength here is only physical strength, strength not used as a byword for power. For the most powerful god, when you factor in everything, not just battle prowess, is undoubtedly Odin, who, incidentally, was Vidar's father, siring him on the giantess Greeter. She at one time lent Thor a number of armaments, including her belt, staff, and iron gloves, which helped him ford a river and defeat the giant Garrod. It isn't known for certain why Vidar was silent, but it has been posited that it is connected to ritual silence and other abstinent behavior in relation to vengeance. Those committed to the path of vengeance, refraining from speech and other indulgences until their quarry was killed. Another example comes from the god Vali, who stopped washing his hands and combing his hair until the body of the one he vowed to kill blackened on the funeral pyre. Unsurprisingly, Vidar's most important contribution to Norse mythology is a heroic act of vengeance, which is exactly what you would expect from the god of vengeance himself. Said most simply, he avenges his father by ripping a giant wolf's head apart. However, to understand how important this avenging was, that is, how death-defying and world-saving it was, Odin's honor being the least important aspect of this, a lot of information has to be layered on top, answering questions like, Who was this wolf? How was this wolf possibly powerful enough to kill the king of the Norse pantheon? Why were Odin and this wolf even fighting? And how did Vidar, though a very powerful god, manage to kill the monster that killed Odin, the most powerful of the Norse gods? The wolf was Fenrir, colossal and indomitable, the most powerful monster in all of Norse mythology. Loki sired three monstrous children by the ogress Angerboda. They were Fenrir, the eldest, Jormungandr, the world serpent, and the goddess Hel, the youngest. It was prophesied that these three would become three of the chief banes to the gods, so at the behest of Odin, action was taken early on to preempt any evil they might effectuate later on. Fenrir, initially, was raised in Asgard, watched over by the gods. Jormungandr was cast into the ocean, where he grew to encircle the world. And Hel was cast down to Niflheim, where the souls of those who died unheroically, succumbing to disease or the decay of time, spiritually sundered without a sword in hand or a battle in sight, ended up. Before too long, it became apparent that Fenrir was going to be a big problem. His size and strength more unmanageable with each passing day. It was agreed that something had to be done, but given how terrifying the wolf was, only intrepid Tyr dared feed him, binding Fenrir was an exercise in subtlety rather than strength. Anyway, we are not going to cover the whole binding, which involved progressively stronger chains and the eventual assistance of the dwarves, but the result was that Tyr lost one of his hands and Fenrir was bound a sword wedged in his maw, hilt to point, and this is how he would stay until Ragnarok. 
Ragnarok is the cataclysmic conflict that ever looms in Norse mythology's near future. Not too far off, but always just around the corner, forever on the horizon. Though it hasn't come to pass, it is prophesied to happen. And through the prophecies that tell of it, the events entailed therein, all of its death and destruction are known. A little counterintuitively, Ragnarok isn't actually an end, but a reset. Ultimately a continuation, rather than a conclusion. Fire, flood, and quaking earth will unmake the world as it currently exists. And every manner of monster will assemble to wage war against the gods. Fenrir will break free from his imprisonment. Jormungandr will send his world-encircling bulk, like a tectonic plate rising from the sea. Loki will lead the horde of Hell's Undead. Prim will lead the Frost Giants. Surtur will lead the Fire Giants. And Garm, the most vile of beasts, will escape and join the fray. What ensues, in large part, is a series of duels in which gods and monsters engage in mortal combat and slay each other. Thor and Jormungandr, Tyr and Garm, Heimdall and Loki. There are also instances in which duels are actually won by one side or the other, Fenrir killing Odin and Surtur killing Freyr. After breaking free, Fenrir will charge forward, consuming everything in his path, his lower jaw down against the ground and his upper jaw pressing up against the sky. Odin meets the wolf, but what's described is in some titanic clash with evenly matched combatants trading blows. Instead, Odin is only described as being swallowed, this being the death of him. Even so, Fenrir would not long outlive his recently vanquished nemesis, for Vidar promptly found the wolf and sent his strength against his father's killer. Here's the passage that describes the death of Fenrir and that explains how Vidar succeeded where Odin failed. The wolf will swallow Odin, and that will be his death. But immediately afterwards, Vidar will stride forward and thrust one of his feet into the lower jaw of the wolf. He wears on that foot the shoe that has been assembled through the ages by collecting the extra pieces that people cut away from the toes and heels when fashioning their shoes. Thus, those who want to help the Aesir should throw these extra pieces away. With one hand he takes hold of the wolf's upper jaw and rips apart its mouth, and this will be the wolf's death. Right after the culmination of Ragnarok, its calamitous crescendo, many of the gods are dead, and the face of the earth doesn't look all that different from the bowels of hell. The sky is black and there's fire everywhere, but make no mistake, this is a beginning, not an end a time of renewal, not final ruin. The fire that blankets the land will burn out, and the earth will shoot up from the sea. The earth that emerges will be regenerated and revitalized, verdant, bountiful, and in bloom. Acres upon acres of fertile land already tilled and sown so that crops begin to grow immediately. As the old world was destroyed, so too were the older gods destroyed, but many of the younger ones endure ready to take up the mantle previously held by their venerated kinsmen. One of these gods is Vidar, described as neither perishing from flood nor from the fire of Surtur. The younger gods who survive will reminisce about days of yore and will regale one another with heroic tales of hard-fought battles. Here's the passage. Vidar and Vali survive, as neither the flood nor Surtur's fire destroyed them, and they will inhabit where Asgard was earlier. To there will come Thor's sons Modi and Magni, and they will have Mjolnir with them. Next Baldr and Hod will arrive from Hell. 
they will all sit together and talk among themselves, remembering mysteries and speaking of what had been, of the Midgard serpent and the Fenris wolf. Then they will find in the grass the gold playing pieces which the Aesir had owned. With the most important aspects of Vidar's mythology covered, his fighting in and surviving Ragnarok, we are now going to wrap up the video with a quick look at Vidar's epithets, most of which should now be self-evident now that we've gone over his mythology. These epithets are enumerated in Kennings for Gods, a subsection within the third part of the Prose Edda. Here's the passage. He can be called the Silent God, the Possessor of the Iron Shoe, the Foe and Slayer of the Wolf Fenrir, the Avenger of the Gods, the God who lives on his father's house site, the Son of Odin, and the Brother of the Aesir. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.